You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. Sometimes you try to run. Dave Campbell for Reed Wilkins tonight. Next time you'll hear Reed from Reed will be on uh, Monday when he presents the best of inside sports. He'll be back on Tuesday for another live edition of the program. And uh, we checked the scoreboard and just about to get underway. Uh, well, in a few minutes, might be one of these 640, 645 starts, even though it says 630. The uh, Vegas Golden Knights hosting the Dallas Stars in Game 1 of the Western Conference Final. NBA tonight, Miami Heat uh, look for the 2-0 lead, getting back to Miami for Game 3. They play Game 2 of the NBA's East Final in Boston against the Celtics. The Toronto Blue Jays taking on the uh, their American League East rivals, the Baltimore Orioles, after uh, dropping 3-4 from another American League East rival in the New York Yankees. Right now, the Jays are down 3-1 in the middle of the fifth inning. Uh, At the PGA Championship in uh, Oak Hill Country Club outside of Rochester, Corey Connors of Canada in a three-way tie for the lead with uh, Masters winner Scotty Scheffler and Victor Hovland. And the Edmonton Elks will play the Calgary Stampeders on Monday which is uh, preseason game number one for both teams. You can catch it live right here on 6.30. Chad, countdown to kickoff at 12.30 and the kickoff at 2. Well, the uh, big story of the day is what happened in uh, Toronto. And uh, just trying to find a clip here. This is called being uh, scrambly and not prepared. One second here. Aha, that's the one I want. It's good radio, eh, Derek? That's fun. It's live radio, right? There you go. Brings everybody into things. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the Leafs have parted ways with GM Kyle Dubas after five seasons. Leafs President Brendan Shanahan says he intended to sign Dubas to an extension when his contract expired on June 30th, but says he started to rethink that after an emotional Dubas cast doubt on his desire to continue in the role at his press conference on Monday. Look, when a general manager is playing out the last year of his contract, there's there's always the possibility of a contingency that you might need a new general manager. He might choose to go to another team. And I think that I felt I had gotten a little bit closer and felt some indications that we were going to work this out. I would say after the press conference on Monday, I was less sure. Okay, to try and make sense of this, our good friend Gord Stellick, host of Leafs Lunch, Toronto Maple Leafs Hockey on Sportsnet 590 The Fan, and a former NHL GM himself. And uh, it's nice to have Gord back on the show. Gord, how you doing? Well, I'm good, Dave. I just can't figure out how to get back to the phone here. So you're on speakerphone. I hope I'm okay. You're good. I would never okay. have known that you were on speakerphone. So whatever okay, technology okay. you have, whatever technology you have, it's brilliant. Okay. <laughs> okay, how did we get here? I mean, I, I hate to I hate to go right to it, but, I mean, I don't know if Brendan Shanahan got hit with truth serum or if he took it himself or he just said, you know, I'm just going to rip the Band-Aid off of this and just be... Frank, but uh, it's not often you have an executive in this situation when a a GM or a coach is fired that the executive is this darn honest. Hundred percent, and uh, it's funny. I was on. I was filling in on the Real Kipper and Bourne show for Justin Bourne, so I was on with Nick Kiprios, and uh, you know we talked yesterday, and Kipper just said like you know, and then today when it came out, he goes, you know, Brendan Shanahan owes an explanation to Lee fans. And he thought, because he usually keeps things close to the vest, mm-hmm. but he made very sure 
that all the, the all the facts are made clear from his point of view. Now, I'm, I'll be interested to hear Kyle Dubas's point of view. But Dave, an end of season should be the raw emotion that Kenny Holland showed yesterday and Lee, or, or the day before, whatever it was, and Leon Dreisaitl showed about. You know what? We're pissed off. You know what? We missed an opportunity. I think Toronto and Edmonton very similar in that way, and just didn't happen. So Monday, it was kind of weird. Like. I'm I'm still debating about some of these end of season things because the players look like they choreographed everything for starters. At least in the Toronto case, sure. uh, hey, we want to be here, all that, whatever, yada yada yada. The one upside was Austin Matthews, rather than being vanilla, said he wants to sign long term. Doesn't mean he does, but that was a positive. And then Kyle Dubas came up with this thing about, and I, I don't question any any listener out there, anybody nowadays, we're very aware about whether you want to call it mental health issues and stress and everything, but let's say he played that card, okay? He played that card publicly, which was strange. Right. And, and, even, and Brendan Shanahan alluded to that. Like, Brendan Shanahan, you know, I, I'm stealing from Elliot Friedman here, but Carl Dubas was, in the last year of his contract, and he was told uh, in the off season, Brendan articulated that that he wouldn't be getting a new contract, but he believed all things would be good. He'll do the job, and sure enough, he did. And after the trade deadline, they started talking contract. And Brendan felt once they were out, they were at the two yard line, right? Mm-hmm. And someone was just going to run it over, and they got the contract. And then Monday, you know, like uh, Sunday, Brendan felt chatting with Kyle, everything was fine. Monday. Brendan watched as Kyle articulated this. Brendan was concerned. They didn't talk Tuesday. And then he said Wednesday, uh, Kyle's representative got back with a new proposal. And I think that was game, set, and match. Right. And I'm not going to diminish whatever family stress issues, you know, Kyle, because everyone's taking Kyle at his word, although, although this particular part of it, according to Brendan, I think makes people think that he was using it for leverage. And I think that's that's when it jumped the shark. Thursday, according to Brendan, Kyle sent an email, and he made a point of said sending an email because normally you'd phone some. Wouldn't you phone somebody? Sent an email, said, "Yeah, I'm good. I'm, I want to be GM of the Leafs." And in, in Brendan's mind, that ship had sailed. And I think it was a very shocked Kyle Dubas that had a very brief meeting with Brendan Shanahan this morning, and he's out. I mean, I, I flat out I don't know the details, but uh, it seems like it seems that he overplayed his hand. I'd heard, you know, people talk about he felt that he's in demand elsewhere. He's going to use this to become the highest paid general manager. I don't know that for a fact, but um, that's what happened. It's interesting, too, because, you know, when Kyle Dubas talks about the mental health issues, and we don't want to diminish that, but at the same time, um, when, you know, it's interesting that he played that card. And when I say played that card, I mean, I don't think it was maybe disingenuous and I don't know I'm not in the market so I don't I don't hear what you hear obviously but it it was interesting to hear that and it was surprising and um, we know uh, you know being a GM is very very difficult in the cap era I can't imagine how difficult it is I mean look at the gymnastics that uh, Ken Holland had to do just to fit Ekholm and 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 Bukestad on the roster but uh, I, I it's it's just interesting going forward here how Kyle Dubas is going to be perceived, and I think he's probably going to get offers somewhere. But how could he perceive going forward that you know he brought out the you know this is tough on my family to be the GM of a storied hockey team? Yeah, and again, 
again, because we want to show respect to anybody that says that, but he says that Monday, and then Wednesday, my family, the stress level will end if I make more money than you offered me, right? It's all good now. (laughs) Yeah, you know, and then... And I go back to, because I was in that role, I know it was a long time ago. So, Dave, I have no idea how many billions of people there are on this planet. There's 32, 32 general manager jobs, mm-hmm. okay? You know, and and I, I I feel bad for Kyle if he, if he incredibly miscalculated about that. Um, uh, just a little bit of context is, by coincidence, uh, Alex Anthopoulos, who was the general manager of the Toronto Blue Jays, lives four doors down from me. So he went through this, but he, he was getting pushed out by the Jays, right? They'd, right? You know, they'd already hired Mark Shapiro and whatever, and I had a lot of talks with him about, you know, this kind of stuff. And he took about six months to consider, you know, whether he was going to move on to baseball, what he was going to do, and then he got a job with the Dodgers and ultimately with the Atlanta Braves. But that that's a different animal than, like, apparently, like, like Brendan Shanahan, like, he did not know Kyle Dubas. He talked to Dave Branch, the commissioner of the, uh, you know, OHL, about who's a sharp young mind out there. And he cold called Kyle, Kyle Dubas nine years ago, and they forged this, you know, relationship. And, you know, he brought you. So, so uh, it's, uh, and, and, I, and I think, you know, Brendan would never show it. I think there's a part of him that's wounded because, you know, I mean, this he made this guy. He made this guy, mm-hmm. and um, and I, 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 you know, again, I, I, I'm not, I'm not taking any glee at all. But just like I, unless there's something I don't know, I gotta think this is a horrible day for Kyle Dubas because he overplayed his hand, and also I don't know who the hell he's listening to. And again, you know, I, I had one, and you know, you, you know, Dave, about certain people that are, you can always tell when someone talks if they're in someone's pocket. You know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, you know, for sure. so. So a couple of weeks ago, I'm chatting on a morning show on NHL Network Radio, Sirius XM, just about. And after they beat Tampa Bay and someone exposed, oh, geez, Kyle Dubas now. Pittsburgh wants him. Ottawa wants him. He'll probably become the highest paid general manager in the NHL. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of going, you know, you know how we text behind the scenes. I'm going, okay, this guy's giving him the strokes, right? Yeah. And I kind of go like, 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 seriously? Like, really? Like, seriously? So, but, but, but obviously... Obviously, there there there's a there's a thought that goes back to him, you know, and maybe he's pissed that um, he didn't get uh, a new contract at the start of the season. They had to be kind of a lame duck. I don't know. Like I feel badly if he miscalculated this gravely, and this is as unexpected as right now it appears to be until we hear from Kyle Dubas. Gord Stellick from Sportsnet 590, the fan in Toronto, uh, joining us here on 6.30 Chet Inside Sports. Kyle Dubas and uh, the Leafs parting ways after five years as GM. Uh, okay, so <laughs> this is very fresh still, but uh, where does Brendan Shanahan go from here now? Well, one thing about Brendan, you know, you think he should take over as GM, but he loves being president. He's got a good gig. He knows it. Right now, Brandon Pridham is uh, is the point guy. And, uh, you know, again, like, um, I can't speak as thoroughly for the Edmonton organization and others. That's not a knock. I just don't know as thoroughly. I do know in the Toronto organization with Brandon Pridham, Jason Spezza, that there's a really strong management team, and you got to give Kyle Dubas a big part of credit for that. So that's what's going to be for the he, he, right now. He did say he wants an experienced GM. Like he's hired two two GMs, Lou Lamorello, who was extremely experienced, and Kyle Dubas, who was quite new. So hey, hey, there, how many people in the world? They're all sending resumes in now. Okay, he's got like eight billion resumes or whatever the number may be, and um, 
you know, I, I'm a guy like Brad for a living. I got to think would get a look. Uh, I, but Brendan will be, you know, Brendan. And, and you know what? Life will go on. That's a mistake we make in this world. The world goes on without you, okay? Mm-hmm. It does. And there's big decisions to be made uh, about certain no-move clauses coming in. Not that you're going to trade Matthews and Marner. I don't believe that. But just in general, I, I think it's a bad day for Sheldon Keith. His chances were a lot better yesterday to remain as the coach of the Maple Leafs than they are today. Mm-hmm. And he, he will have. He, he's not going to rush but he will have somebody in place. I mean, he's already, he mentioned he already started the process Wednesday night, okay? And Brendan, even though he told Kyle this morning, Wednesday night when he got that, um, that they were kind of, in his, again, from Brendan's context, um, he didn't use the word reneging, but I feel he felt that about the contract and coming back with a, a, a different offer that he also, he got the, and, and it doesn't take long. Like, yeah, Hey, if he said he wants someone with the, I think this time with some with GM experience, there's not a lot of them out there and maybe it was somewhere different. I don't know. That's up to him. He'll do whatever he wants, but that's what he said. So there can't be a million of those candidates out there. You know, it's been a tough week here in Edmonton. I mean, I, I, we, uh, a lot of people describing, including myself, this has been the longest week I, we can ever remember. And a lot of it has to do because the Oilers fell short of expectations. Uh, but there still seems to be a bit of hope. And you mentioned it, that the players and Ken Holland, I mean, they're, uh, Jay Woodcroft, their demeanor was, I'm mad and we're going to get this, we're going to get this done at some point. I wonder what the mood is like in Toronto. Um, and you, you kind of referenced it where, you know, we're at the two-yard line here. Like, we're not that far away. I mean, many people, Gord, were calling for an Oilers-Leafs final, and I think there was yeah. a legitimate argument for that. And here we are. It, it's not going to happen. Yeah. So, Dave, I mentioned the two-yard line that Brendan thought Kyle's contract was there. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Right. So, yeah, no problem. I don't know what yard line we're at here, and you're, you know, but but that's not that's not an unfair comparison. And I I thought I thought it'd be a Toronto Edmonton final. That's why I don't bet because I'd be broke, uh, you know. And uh, and I, I got to tell you too, like I said, I just mentioned the passion, whether it was Drysaddle or Kenny Holland, and that was the problem. Like every year when Toronto gets eliminated, Dave, um, I don't know if you have kids or what ages, but people out there can identify. I kind of said it's kind of like entitled kids that keep damaging the parents' car. So it's like someone phones, oh, shoot, Dad, I, I, uh, I, you know, I, I had an accident. Oh, don't worry. Just leave it. You'll drive Mom's car now. I'm taking care of it. I'll pay for it, whatever. And then 10 days later, oh, I had another. What, oh, don't just leave it. You'll drive Uncle Jim's car. I'll take Mom's car in to get, you know, like, like there never was this kind of fire and brimstone to a degree about, guys, we played our worst hockey in the playoffs. It's Columbus years ago. It's Montreal. Like, there's never been that. And a lot of it emanated from Kyle that, oh, it's the process. It's, well, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. So then this year, to make a huge stride like they did to win a round, which they hadn't done 19 years, and then flat out the first three games, the Florida Panthers flat out wanted it more than the Toronto Maple Leafs. So they played really well in games four or five. But when you're down three, nothing, you got no margin for error. Yeah. And, you know, so. So, uh, like, I, I, I we're kind of tied. And, and then, so you, you get the, you, you know, we get the old, you know, video about, like, the old decades ago, that We Are the World video. It's all great. And then you got a general manager who says, yeah, I'm not sure if I can, if my family's having trouble with the stress. And you kind of go, 
hey, hey, you're running out of time here, okay? <laughs> like, you know, if you want to get to, and Edmonton to where everyone's running out of time in the cap world, that there's there's windows of opportunity. And it's hard to, you know, sustain that you know, over decades and decades. And at least in Edmonton, man, you, you, you saw like a, yeah, yeah, like you saw some raw emotion and that and passion and whatever. And so anyway, it, it was so weird on Monday. And um, so today, something had to happen. Like I thought after Monday, like, you know, like, like, again, people listening out there, like you go for, you're talking to a boss and you're telling the boss, I don't know if I have it in me to do the job anymore. And the boss, well, so the boss kind of says, geez, I don't know. I don't know about Dave or I don't know about Gord. And then two days later you go, well, here's, here's the new, here's the new financial conditions that maybe will make it all right. Right. And I, and you know, Brendan's taken the hit as president, but there's three owners. One is Rogers, who I work for, mm-hmm. Bell Globe Media and Larry Tannenbaum. And I gotta think one or two or all three of them yeah. kinda offered suggestions to Brendan, having dealt I'm sure dealt with this how many times in the corporate world, like, um, this is not sitting too well with me. So that's what happened. Gord, uh, always fascinating in Toronto. Uh, honestly, I did not think I'd be talking to you on the show tonight, but I'm sure glad you uh, made time for us, as you always do, on the you know the three four times you're on the uh, on the show here uh, during the during the hockey season. So thanks again for for the insight. And uh, Toronto is uh, much watch uh, television, or you know, in the in the news for sure in the off season. So we'll see what happens. Thanks, Gord. Appreciate it. I've heard those are the three or four best shows of the year. They are. Totally. Okay, good. Okay. I can't verify it for you, but I'm pretty sure it is, yes. <laughs> I'll verify it. Okay. You take care, man, okay? I'm kidding, Gord. Yo, always love having you on. Thank you so much. Gord Stellick okay. from uh, Sportsnet 590, the fan in Toronto, uh, with some great insights on uh, what is going on in uh, in Toronto. And perhaps Kyle Dubas was disingenuous and kind of playing the uh, mental health card and then saying, hey, Give me a raise. Give me a raise now. It's all good. Give me a raise. The line of the offseason so far, and we're not in the offseason, but I don't invest in green bananas, which is Ken Holland, which is probably what you want to hear if you're an Oilers fan, whether you like him or not. Maybe Ken Holland is patient still in the summer because he has to be, but maybe at the deadline it's must, must see uh, what Ken Holland will do. They're underway in Vegas. Stars and Knights 0-0 with about uh, just under, I'd say 12 minutes, 13 minutes to go in the first period. Subscribe to the Inside Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630 Chad Inside Sports. That's a pretty good start for the Vegas Golden Knights. There, there hasn't been a goal in this game yet. Game one of the Western Conference Final against the Dallas Stars. Shots are 10-1, 11-1 now for the Knights. So they are definitely pushing the pace here, as they did a lot with the uh, with the Oilers. But uh, the Stars probably have a few more of the, the type of players that uh, Reed was talking about on Monday. Um need more MBs. I'm not going to repeat it. You can go listen back on Monday. You can go find the podcast version of the show wherever you get your podcast. But basically, players that are willing to uh, muck it up a bit, be an irritating pest, um, 
maybe cross the line a bit too. And the Oilers are definitely tougher, but maybe they just need maybe one or two more elements of that in their lineup. Still a very good team. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's amazing on Twitter today how many people want Kyle Dubas as the Oilers general manager. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not happening. Not happening. Uh, Steve Stales won't be the general manager as well. I wonder if he does get a bit of a promotion, though. Perhaps uh, doing, and Ken Holland said it. Maybe he should be acting like an assistant general manager. But, uh, yeah, Ken Holland's uh, comment about, I don't invest in green bananas, should tell you how he feels about the current state. I think the time for patience is over, and he knows it. There's no time to see things through. They're in the window, and they better win. That's his mindset. And it's kind of sad and unfortunate that not enough people see that. And look, you're entitled to your opinion, but, you know, I think Ken Holland's done a pretty good job over his tenure. Has he missed on some things? Yes. But look what he did at the deadline, and I think he's willing to do something like that again. Well, Oilers now has been busy. They've been three hours. They're not three hours anymore, but we'll get the perspective from Brendan Escott. What's it been like on uh, that end of the uh the schedule for our, our programs here. Obviously a lot of interest in the team since the playoffs started and this week the runoff from the uh, loss to the Vegas Golden Knights. Talk Elks as well and uh, you'll be introduced to Joe Aginla of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Campbell in for Wilkie on a Friday edition of Inside Sports.